What is going on, folks? Welcome to this week's episode of Collectively Unconscious. I'm Jordan Dante, and joining me as always... Jim, what's up, guys? And on top of Jim, well, not on top of Jim, (laughs) (laughs) including Jim, we also have a special guest this week. Big D, also known as Dan. Big D is coming in. I am on top of Jimmy right now. Yeah, he is he, not. He is deeply inside of Jimmy while we're recording this podcast. Um, no, 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 <laughs> that's not a thing. It might be, yeah, but it might be. Um, but we are all deep, deep inside Michael Morbius this week because holy fuck, guys, we saw Michael Morbius. We saw Morbius on the big screen. We paid money to go see Morbius this week. And on top of that, there's just been so much fucking content dropping. I feel like we've all just been in different rabbit holes consuming oh, different yeah. shit. So, so I'm very excited to dive into all the different shit we have to talk about. Um, yeah, it's been hectic. It has it's been, been hectic. It's been crazy. I mean, like Moon Knight finishing out Elden Ring. We got more games dropping. Michael Morbius on the big screen. Like, <laughs> it's, been, it's, it's, it's been crazy. But but I do want to kick this off by by talking about Elden Ring because Dan, you finished Elden Ring this week, right? Yep, all done. I think I clocked in final playtime is like 110 hours or something like that. God damn, um, Jim, you're like at 120, right? Yeah, I'm probably probably like 130, but like a lot of that is from a uh, PVP. So. PVP, yeah. And you still yeah. haven't burned the fucking Erd tree, no, so I haven't done. We're that not yet. we're not gonna go super super in depth but i do definitely want to talk about what you thought of those that last stretch of the game right after the earth tree dan because honestly those were those were some of my favorite bosses just like right right at the end there they just kind of dick slap you with some incredible boss fight and especially that last one I, i i thoroughly enjoyed that yeah so like so like we were talking about that uh, yesterday too. So at the the f- first phase of the final boss, uh, with Jimmy here, can we name drop these bosses? Yeah, 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 you can. I, I I don't mind really. You could you could pretty much go into any detail you want. I'm okay, pretty so... much like like I haven't spoiled myself, but I've seen enough of the endings where it's just yeah. like yeah, yeah. I, I'm fine with it. Okay, <laughs> all right. So so like so like okay. So we'll start with um. We'll start with Godfrey, right? Godfrey, oh my God! Probably, that was... probably like one of the coolest fights. And I don't know about you, but when Phase Two started, and this dude literally just does a full sprint, and fucking <laughs> literally just goes full like TKO, literally body slam you like thirty meters into the fucking air, and then I yeah. don't know. I, I yeah, died many times to that before I learned that all you have to do is just run backwards to avoid that initial, like, like grab attack, and then it was... Yeah, I, th- I think I rolled into it, and I dodged it. I think, like, I rolled, like, diagonal. Yeah. Um, but, J- Jim, you, you, you know who you know what boss we're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. one I in all the, the art. Uh, I fought the ghost version of him. Lando yeah, or whatever. Th- this is the yeah. This is the one with all the art where the lion is like oh, okay. coming up behind yeah. him. Yeah, that so motherfucker. That's cool. He he literally. It's like some. It's literally like some JoJo shit. He has a fucking lion yeah. stand 
yeah, and play a fucking lion that. spirit fighting with him. That sick. that boss fight was was incredible. But again, it, this is the problem with a lot of my favorite bosses in this game. Where I, I mentioned this, I think last week, where I, I made this list of all my favorite bosses in the game, and I wrote down little notes. And a lot of my notes were just incredible design, great fight. He just died a little too easily, and that was kind yeah. of my experience with Godfrey. Because again, the Bloodhound is just the Bloodhound Greatsword is just fucking <laughs> in, in, incredible. It, it melts all these bosses. But yeah, both both of those phases were probably one of my favorite fight. And I remember being a little disappointed when I first walked into that fight because it's like, okay, you're fighting him in an arena you've already fought in before. You're fighting a boss you technically fought before in like spirit form. And on top of that, it's a boss you've seen in artwork since before the game even launched. And then on top of that, you see it in artwork in the in like the loading screens and shit like that. And the boss still fucking delivered. Like it still delivered on hype. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah it was it's it's kind of impressive actually i like i also really liked it too because that that phase one it's like oh so a a lot of these elder ring bosses right a lot of the times it's just a lot of like i'm just gonna keep spamming this attack over and over again and you really have to be on your shit to like run away or chug but godfrey yes you can really learn the attack patterns and you can like honestly no hit like get a no hit phase one pretty easily and yeah. then when, like, the Horalu phase comes around. When he just goes berserker mode. He just goes berserker. <laughs> it's a little aggressive, but once, honestly, all you have to do is just dodge a couple attacks, then he dies, because he has, like, no defense in that phase, so. Yeah, that was the same I thing with, with um, was it, was it Margot? Um. Where he, where he, he was like, it's like the, the harder version of the Margot fight. Yeah, 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 Margot, where, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where I was just, where I was just <laughs> like, light, bro, yeah, I know your light. moves. Yeah, it's light work, like, like, I know, I, I know your shit. I don't even remember that fight. Like, I just popped Mimic Tear and it was just like dead. <laughs> oh That's yeah, a lot that of was fights. when that was when Mimic Tear was extra broken. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I, the, I, I don't understand broken. because it's it's still like it still hard carries you though. Like oh yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's it's probably not as aggressive and everything, but it still mains aggro most of the time. And that's the only thing that you really need out of a summon is just to main the aggro. Yeah, exactly. So DPS it and then the boss dies. Like, yeah, there's actually, um, and it's actually not even the best spirit ash in the game. I don't know if you guys have heard that. I heard there, it was there... before, but like, I'm sure there's nope. depth. Like, which one are you talking about? Like, like Black Knight? Like, so there is, yeah, oh, yeah, Black, 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 Black I started Knight using them too. Yeah, I started using them like towards the end of the game. Right now on my screen, I have pulled up a. Spirit Summon Tish solos bosses compilation, and it's literally <laughs> that Spirit Ash soloing late game bosses. I I think I saw a clip of it like fighting Millennia. It's the one that 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 dashes around, right? Yep. Yeah. It's the it's the boss fight that they use like five times in the game. Yeah. <laughs> you fight like five different versions Does of that enemy in the, the game. Bloodhound Fang, right? That's one uh, no, that's um, that's that's the one who's on all fours. It's oh, the different okay. type of like super fast enemy. This is yeah. like the one who's on two legs and has like the dash where he goes mm. invisible. He also has yeah. that super OP like curse spell. I think what 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 is that spell where it was like it uh progressively deals damage. Like it's not like a one hit; it does a set amount of damage. Like they cast it, and then you just see their health. Oh, bar like start, some rot start to melt. or something, maybe. No, it's Scarlet it's not rot. rot. I think it's like curse or something. I really, I don't even know what it is to be honest. Yeah, I never got too deep yeah. in on the spells yet, so that's an area of the game that I'm not an expert on at all. But but it's it's really interesting. Um, 
a lot of people are very upset with Elden Ring. And <laughs> I think it's something that, that you've mentioned, Jimmy, as well, where you're, you're, you're like, from the conversations we've been having recently, like, you're almost upset that Elden Ring isn't consuming your life more. Dude, yeah. <laughs> In a way, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. I've seen that sentiment a lot from a lot of like hardcore, hardcore Souls players on online. But it's like for me, man, I I I put my almost a hundred hours in. I got my platinum, and like I'm good to come back on updates or, or DLC. Yeah, you know. I think I'm more yeah, in I mean, that boat the... now. To be honest, like I'm kind of swaying more to that. Where, you know, I got my fun in on the playthrough, did some PvP, and I could like put it down for a little while no problem well it's like like the the thing is that makes this so different from any other souls game is because i mean it's it has to be at least five times the size of any other souls game yeah and so it's gonna it's gonna take you so long and the replayability that was so good in every other souls game was because once you beat the game like if their first run might take 20 25 hours after that each other new game you're blasting through it in like 10 hours or less which i we should we should we should say those time those times you just said are for us. Well, yeah, for, I mean for no, for normal people, it's I like haven't a six I months. haven't seen grass in like three months. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gr- grass has not been touched by any member of this podcast in a very long time. Yeah, female embrace is not one of our daily rituals. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all right, yeah. So Dan, are you are you gonna go for the platinum? You think? Yeah, I probably I probably will. Um it's it's surprisingly easy. I'm telling you, you'll look up the guide and start going through it and you'll be like, "Oh, this this is going to be an afternoon." <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know if cuz I'm already like I already beat the final boss, so do you know if you can go back and cuz I definitely missed some of the side bosses, so I'm not sure if I can go back. I might have to do a new, new game. Um it, so, it depends. Sure. There's there's like actually I don't know if any of the bosses are missable because i think you did the you did the um ronnie side quest right yeah like i did the major ones but i guess so you can fight uh like is it uh godfrey like a third Mm -hmm. time right what wait what (laughs) yeah so you can but it's under a different name it's like god like god a froy or something like that Hmm. Um, maybe that's maybe i did that Nope, never mind. I'm talking about uh, so Godric. So so Godric, you can fight again, but in a different version in a Evergall, oh, I guess. Which I, I didn't did do. Yes, Godfrey the Grafted. Yeah, so I never did that. But yeah, none of the. I don't think there's any Evergall bosses that are required. That's the weird thing. Oh, okay, I'm telling that's, you, that's fine. Like though. for like optional bosses, it's like um, Millennia, a couple of the Dragon ones, and then it's like it's really not that much, which was which was surprising to me. And then even for, like, getting... You, it's not like the other games where you have to get all the spells and get all the faith, um, like, casting, get all the talismans. It's literally, you have to get eight legendary talismans and eight eight legendary spells. And it, it's fucking so easy. I was, like, one talisman short and two spells. And then yeah. I, I did it in, like, the yeah. 20 minutes. Like, I definitely have most of them because I was rocking sorceries and stuff, so I was using those. But, um, yeah, I'm probably going to go back and, and do that. But it's I'm definitely gonna have to let the game simmer for a little bit. Like you guys, like Jimmy, and you guys were saying, just let it sit. I'm gonna enjoy some other games, other content, cause like I have to move on with my life, man. Cause the, the, <laughs> like the the thing is about Elden Ring was that during my week, 
I was literally planning all of the blocks of free time that I had, and it was yep. Elden Ring and literally nothing else. Like, like, like we all didn't hang out for at least a whole month. Yeah. <laughs> after it responded, I didn't hang out with anyone else. I ignored my phone. I like was neglecting my job, neglecting my school. So it's like I I just have to move on for a little bit. And it doesn't help that like the only thing in in theaters was Uncharted, as well. Yeah. God. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a. We saw Morbius. We saw Morbius, Um, better movie, right? Yeah, but um, going back to like the the last stretch of the bosses, though. So I guess we can move on to like uh like the actual final. The, the final boss, which so, I, I have some, I have some things. I am a little upset that phase one of that fucking final boss, that Jimmy, this is a spoiler, but it's not that bad. The fucking boss fight music for phase one of the final boss is the title screen music. Yeah, so it's like, I, like at first I heard it and I was like, oh, this is this is kind of hype. But then you go through the you go through the fight and it's like, I don't know, I just wasn't even the biggest fan of Radagon's whole design in the first place. I just thought he was kind of, like, average compared to the fucking boss designs that we've had and all the yeah, other I... bosses. And I just felt he was kind of... It was like a generic king. Like, oh, I'm the I'm the biggest dick and fucking whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think the the Radagon is his coolest when he's fucking crucified on the, the Ark. Like, yeah. when he's hanging yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah. That's, that's when he looks dope. But then he comes down and it's just like, oh, you're just like a seven foot tall guy. He's like a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But his 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 moveset was dope though. His his moveset was dope. He he did have a couple bullshit um like AoE bull, attacks. Bullshit attacks, especially the AoE. So when he would do like the triple hammer slam. Yeah. Or when would... you get you you get him halfway and he starts fucking teleporting mid swing. Yeah. Like he, oh, like oh, he tele- talk like about the... fucking teleporting, dude. Uh. Okay, well, we'll oh. save that for the yeah, sec- we'll, we'll... second Wait, round. So, so does it bring two, like that? But... Uh, oh yeah. Does it do like that twin princes from Dark Souls three thing where it's teleporting? No. Okay, so literally what happens is, you, the moment his health bar hits half, you could be mid combo. Mm-hmm. You you start swinging at him, and your sword will be like a, an inch away, and he'll fade out he'll like teleport out and a fucking bolt of lightning will strike down and do an aoe attack and stun you instant and then he and then he fucking swings on you yeah and it's 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 really crazy because this is something i've i've noticed with a lot of these boss fights is it's like this boss fight specifically is very much like you should be using spirit ashes Mm. because Hmm. doing it doing it solo is very hard because it's he has a lot of aoe attacks he has a lot of like teleport stuff. Like the second phase is honestly a little easier solo than that first phase. Hundred percent. Just be, just because Radagon in that first phase can be, it's it, it, again I'm gonna say really aggressive, but he's doing the the classic Souls boss fight thing, or the class even like Devil May Cry does this too, where um, at any time you come across a boss fight, a boss who is like a human, they always slow walk towards you like a badass instead of like sprinting at you like mm. giant enemies do to like show that they're like they mean business yeah. and so he's he's always kind of slow walking towards you but even still he can be fucking aggressive and he'll just like jump in the air fucking spike down some holy damage on you mm. and just and he, he can be pretty aggressive but you, with with that final boss you basically want to clear out that first phase of the fight 
without taking as much damage as possible. Yeah, and like, so don't get me wrong, that final boss was really cool. And the only gripe, like one of the other gripes that I do have with Phase 1 is that it was one of the more RNG-based bosses where you kind of had to get lucky and like, and like bait certain attacks in order to like not take as much damage. So I noticed after trying trying it solo for so long, you had to run up really close to him. And then, so, so you can bait the nice slow club swing attacks, or yeah. else he would just AoE the absolute shit out of you and spam lightning spears and stuff. And so that was my Dude, only so, real gripe with it, but other than that, it was good. Yeah, Jim, this, this, will, this will help you out. But I found out this after I beat the game. Like, I was just reading what people were saying. And the moment you enter that fight, if you sprint up to him instantly, like if you're holding forward and sprint the moment yeah. you spawn into the fight and you run up and stand next to him, his AI breaks <laughs> and he just stand he stands still. Oh, really? So people were so people Gosh. were using the um what's the what's the flask that gives you buffs um buffs? Wondrous physics. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you use one of those that gives you like infinite FP and then you cast that one like ultra spell that just like infinitely shoots out uh, yeah, yeah. that that one so people were just wiping him out in two seconds because yeah. he just stands still and lets yeah, it happen that, that shit is so cheesy. i i, I, I honestly never used that shot. just because it was it was so cheesy like yeah, yeah. it seems crazy <laughs> so. but yeah no, literally he literally just his ai breaks and he's just standing there staring straight down at you as you're just popping buffs and casting <laughs> spells and just doing crazy shit on him he just does does fucking nothing um but yeah, and then that, and then you kill him, and then you get the cutscene, which is probably one of my favorite. Dude, oh my god, yeah, it was the, probably the hypest thing, just because you go from like the typical Elden Ring soundtrack, right? And then out of nowhere, this literally just blob of just like a nebula, this like fucking this yeah. this big galaxy blob just shows up with a big ass Jim. sword, and it's like the most calming, <laughs> like relaxing music. Yeah. To go it's along with it, which is fucking sick. Huh. Yeah, it was so it, cool. It's this very is the final, bloodborne. The Radagon guy. Or no? Yeah. So there's there's two phases. Oh, okay. Um, this so, is so second you, phase. You kill. Yeah. You get his health. It's literally you have to kill him fully, and then there's a, a second phase, oh, where it's basically a second <laughs> boss that you have to kill fully. Oh, okay. And man, that was where I struggled because he does that fucking one holy attack where he shoots like a million projectiles at you, and for no reason. I was doing, it's like a classic Souls move, right? Where you have to sprint, like you can't block it because mm -hmm. it's so many projectiles where you have to sprint like to the left or to the right and all the things hit behind you. But for some reason, my game was just like fucking with me and I just kept getting utterly owned by it. But then I just had one good run where I dodged it. And I think I, I think I, when I, um when I beat the final boss, I did it and I finished it with like nine flasks left. Like I yeah. utterly clapped its cheek yeah after getting like destroyed by it and um and then that final boss too so so i felt so for the longest time i thought they were doing lightning damage so so i had a talisman the, the plus two lightning damage talisman which didn't really affect it, the damage but once it's fucking I, holy yeah and so as, <laughs> and so as soon as i figured out it was holy damage and i switched to the it's called the hell drake talisman plus two i think you you don't really don't have to go out of your way to find that you'd like you'd find that pretty easily yeah in the game. and so i, I switched to that and I was just tanking, basically, like, most of the hits second phase, so it was just, it was light. But, the thing about El the Elden Beast that fucking, oh my god, it pissed me off so much, was when, <laughs> was when he would literally just fuck off and go underneath the fucking yes. arena. 
and then spawn yeah, literally like three football fields away from you. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, dude, and... I cannot run over there. It takes me like 45 <laughs> seconds to run over to you. Yeah, that shit was annoying. I, I will say the, the holy damage looking like lightning damage is a little annoying. But one thing, actually, I've, I've wanted to bring this up for the past couple weeks, but I've kept forgetting and I didn't add it to my notes. But I'm glad you just mentioned that, Dan, because it reminded me. I love what they did with holy damage in Elden Ring. It is so fucking cool. Have you guys ever been like, 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 you know, like the bar that fills up when you take like certain holy damage? Mm-hmm. Um, I had it happen in, in Landell to me. It's the only time it happened to me was in there. But when you get like when you get fully like um, hit with holy damage and it fills up the status bar, you get the fucking yellow light shooting out of your eyes and your oh, character really? like gra- grabs his head and he goes mad. And I fucking love that because like the idea that getting like filled up with this pure, like holy energy, like this pure foreign energy from the fucking gods that just makes you go completely insane is something that I love in, in like storytelling. And, and it really makes me want to, I I actually, I mentioned this to Jim, but I really want to dive into Elden Ring lore and do like a full Elden Ring lore breakdown podcast. Because I, I, I really think that there is, I didn't really get a full grasp on what's going on, but there were so many hints at this also being a sci-fi story that I'm, I'm so interested. I, like, like, I really yeah. want to deep dive in because there's so many references to space, to aliens, yeah. that's why I all have, this different that's shit. That's why I have this certain boss as my number one whenever we get into it, but. Yes. Yeah, we should, we should oh, just yeah. do that now. We, um, I don't want to talk about Elden Ring too much today because we also have to fucking talk about our talk about our boy our fucking boy michael Uh, hashtag leto sweep but but briefly let's let's talk about some of our our favorite bosses in in the game i i got a list here and i know dan you looked through a list as well um one of my favorites right off the bat that might be a weird one but i just really loved it i really loved the erd tree burial watchdogs you love that Yes, and I'll explain why. Bruh. <laughs> these, Jimmy, these are the statues. The cat statues. Oh, oh, okay, yep. I love them because they're bullshit. Oh, they're, they're just sh- ridiculous. They're it's just pure bullshit. They fucking... are like the antithesis of the typical soul bo- Souls boss. They have weird startups. Their animations are all jittery and like awkward. Everything about them is designed to be like, oh, oh, you've played a Souls game? Fight this fucking boss, then. It's, go ahead, go go in raw, it, motherfucker. It's, and it's literally it's a such fucking fuckery. statue no. with like stupid, ridiculous hitbox. Like no, yeah, I hundred percent I agree with like, that. And I don't even. And and like the the thing is about that boss too is it was so bullshit because and you encounter it pretty early on because the game is quite clearly telling you if you panic roll like a pussy, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, like, you're fucked. You're fucked. So back roll. Back yeah, roll. no, yeah, no, it's no like, but no. you can't even back roll on those because they'll literally just go up in the air, do their supreme yeah. charge attack, and just fuck you anyway. Yeah. yeah, that boss teaches you that no, you're not just supposed to roll whenever you see an enemy start swing a sword. You gotta time it. You you gotta actually think about what you're doing and like fucking roll when the shit's coming at you, and you you have to actually react and not try to not tr- not try to predict. Um. All right. Another one I got is, I mean, this one, I mean, go, goes without saying, is fucking Godric the Grafted. Oh, oh yeah. my god. 
I am the witness, Lord of all man. that is gold. What 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 was it? I com I command thee, Neil. Yeah, that was sick. so fucking cool. Oh my god! I mean, and then ripping off the dragon head, grafting it onto yeah, his body. That, that whole the, vibe. The, the pure wow. body horror of just all these things, and him, and like I think his dialogue mentions of, like he's trying to achieve that level of godhood by like yeah. De yeah. deforming himself, and it's it's so so interesting. Again, I really want to get into the lore of this game. I have yeah, so so I, I was looking at a little bit of that stuff and I and I think from the little bit of lore pieces that I got on Godric was that he was basically just the supreme pussy out of all of like the other gods <laughs> when, like when it came to the shattering and no no the premium and, and, beta no yeah and he felt so like insecure about his power that he wasn't as powerful because he was like the least powerful so he just started grafting shit onto his body to make him <laughs> shit make himself more powerful. So See, that, the soy that's, boy. A, yeah. that's something I wish there was way more of in this uh in this game, like grafting lore. Like I wanted to see some like some more like more. in depth into the grafting and like just that whole like vibe around that. It was it was really him. And the yeah. and the um the what not the the marionettes, the fucking guys in the cages with like the four arms. Yeah. Yep. Those and then the enemies that would spawn in that were on like all fours and they had like a bunch of legs. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, with the arrows. The worst too. enemies in the game. Yeah. So fucking annoying. Dude, those when they started spawning in the underground sewer underneath Landell, I was like, guys. <laughs> guys. Come on. Guys. Guys, what are we what are we doing here right now? That's when I just bloodhound step into the fucking nether. Like. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, at the end of the day, I would rather fight one of those than a fucking giant lobster, though. Yeah. That's <laughs> Honestly, the giant lobsters might be more difficult than the final boss for me. Like, I fucking hate Bro, those lobsters those so much. Snipe they just, they the fucking yeah, lake, just come, like, freaking cum shot you from, like, 500 <laughs> meters away. No, no, no. And so, speaking of the lobsters, did you guys get to that, um, to that area where it was in the Land of the Giants? I can't remember if it was the secret one that... that uh, you need the secret uh, uh, key lift. Oh, but uh -huh. they, you literally go and you see just a lobster chilling. You're like, okay, I'm just going to go fight this thing. And then out of nowhere, literally two more come like, oh, right like behind you. Water. So now you're suddenly <laughs> fighting three lobsters yeah. and it's just the yeah. worst thing ever. And I just imagine just Miyazaki just stroking his cock. Just, just, <laughs> Watching playtesters play that. You, you gotta, <laughs> I gotta believe that like some of the shit is just in the game purely because of that where he's just oh. like yeah that that would that would be really hard and really bullshit so let's just keep it like that yeah definitely <laughs> he, he's he's talked about that in that interview that i said we would do like very early on in the podcast and then we never read through it um oh, he shit. talked about he talked about how he like he dies a lot when he plays his own games but what he thinks about is what would be the funniest way to die. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's like, that, yeah, that's like the core like, of these game designs. Where he's like, okay, yeah, I want, I want to kill him with poison right now. But what's the fucking funniest way to do it? And, and that's literally like their, their, their thought process going yeah. into a lot of this shit. Um, but yeah, Dan, what, what was one of your favorite bosses? Uh, so I'll start with number one, Astle. I mean, Astle. I mean, Astle. I mean, I don't know how much cooler and unique you can get from a design as that. So, like, 
it's really so I I I definitely be a, a be a part to get into the um the space type lore of Elden Ring because that's something we haven't seen from a Souls game before. It's like foreign, like foreign um like entities like this that that, that well Bloodborne. Here. Oh well, Bloodborne. well yeah yeah you got Bloodborne, but um well, Bloodborne is all that. But I mean that was one of the real only bosses in the game where I walked in, and I literally legitimately was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, Bloodborne kind of signals it earlier on, but this game it really just feels like, oh, oh, okay, this is an alien. This is a fucking alien. Same with the same with the Falling Star Beast, where it's like, oh, this looks like nothing. This looks Mm. like nothing else in the world, and this is clearly something that is not necessarily like related to everything else going on, and this this feels very alien. Yeah, because it's in that. It's in that. uh that's like that side area with the, the starry like skies and shit. So yeah, you really yeah. feel um, like you're yeah, kind of like is really cool. outer spacey, like. But it's still yeah. like medieval fantasy. It's it's really interesting. It's it's very cool. I I I agree. Astol is great. Um, you get some cool weapons from Astol's soul, right? Oh my god! So first of all, you get a flail that is literally just planets. It's okay. So it's literally just like <laughs> a solar system as a flail. <laughs> which is, I mean, the absolute coolest thing. But yeah, that's when, awesome. When, when you mentioned Falling Star Beast, that reminded me, because you, you fight a Falling Star, you fight him twice, so you find one on a mountain in Mount, uh, Mount uh, Gelmir, right? Mm-hmm. And what's so cool about that boss is that you're fighting him in a crater, which is literally implying that this guy literally was Fucking a meteor crashed. that crashed in here and he's just like there he's so he's obviously not from this world which is just so cool which which makes me think of like the whole thing of like star scourge radon like fighting back against the fucking stars or whatever they say yeah. is like are, are they talking about falling stars as in Bro. falling star beasts Bro. as in radon was just fucking <laughs> anime just <laughs> I, I'm, ima- I'm imagining just heavy metal guitars <laughs> just like dun, 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 and radon just fucking rolling through the battlefield just some mad max we're definitely going to space next game I mean, or the DLC. They have, they have to. I mean, or okay, the that's the thing. This ties into a news story I want to talk about later. If Bandai Namco wants Brandon Sanderson on a FromSoft game, then that means we are definitely going to space. That means we are absolutely going to space because like Brandon that. Sanderson, as a Mormon, that motherfucker's a Mormon. He loves the mixture of fantasy and sci fi because that's what fucking Mormonism is. The whole point of Mormonism is when they die, they get their own fucking planet where all their wives live on, and they get to literally <laughs> live on their own fucking planet. Like, Mormons love that fucking fantasy sci-fi mix, and so he loves that shit. So if they Hell get like Brandon that. Sanderson, one of my favorite authors, fucking writing on a FromSoft game, we're going to space, motherfuckers. M- Mormons, yeah, Mormons also love missionary sex. They love mission- <laughs> they love so- They love soaking their dicks in pussies. They love missionary sex. They don't like coffee, and they love sci-fi. So <laughs> maybe they're not so bad. Let's do it. Let's convert. I mean, yeah, I might. Um, let, let's just keep blasting through. Um, th- this one's interesting. <laughs> I wrote this one mostly as a joke, but I liked the Erd Tree avatars. Oh yeah, yeah they, they, I like they're that. real. They're really tilting at the start, but then you you kind of learn them, and then you finesse them. Bro, my note for Erdtree Avatar literally only says, looks like a pussy. 
Its head it's looks very like fucking, awkward. It's like it looks like yeah. looks like a giant labia. It looks like a giant labia holding a fucking a spear. That's pretty much what it is. Trust me, we're experts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're total, experts total on what vagina experts. looks like. I mean, if there's anything, if there's any people you can trust on what a vagina looks like, it's podcasters. Yep. Um, us us in particular. Yeah, <laughs> us in particular. I also love the Knight's Cavalry. Because it was literally Lord of the Rings, like the the wraiths yep. from Nor- Lord of the yeah. Rings, oh, with yeah, the fucking sick. The, bla- the black cloak on the horse. Yeah. Um, other than that, the fight was kind of nothing. But just again, pure aesthetics. Oh, yeah. fucking dope. Another one I loved was the Dragonkin Soldier of Nascatella. Yep. Yeah, I remember fighting him. Really cool. Just again, pure aesthetic. Like the way his it's like this. It's the giant like um. It's like a giant like dr- like knight, but he has like aspects of like um dragon design in his oh, okay um, on his body but it doesn't look like he's wearing armor it's really weird like it looks like he's wearing like a dragon bone like helmet but it looks like it's a part of his face and so it's really hard to tell like what's armor yeah. and what's like it's it's just a fucking awesome yeah. design um ranala was great yeah i mean just sick. because that cutscene was I liked, cool um man what was that? It, it's not Placid Dusix, but it's another dragon with the the red lightning. Before I was, I was, I was just gonna say it's yeah, it's Lich Dragon Fortisex. That is actually yeah, on my list. That's that actually is my so number sick. two. That, that was we my, talked about. That was my number two, Jimmy. I think we were on the mic, so I was PvPing, and then I was yeah, we. I was, you, I was watching you fight that boss. Uh, I mean, I just, I just don't know how much cooler you can get. Well, me personally, because oh, so I mean, sick. I'm a fanboy for dragons. That's like. I, oh, yeah. I, just, I just love dragons in general. And then you throw a completely blacked out dragon. And he literally does swooping like red claw attacks and just red lightning oh, everywhere. red it's lightning. Just, that, that's that so is, cool. Plus, that's plus the boss room. The boss room and what the shit you have to do to get there in order to fight that boss is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's absurd. And then, <laughs> it's get, absurd. and then you get rewarded with one of the coolest bosses. So I really like that. Yeah, that move where the motherfucker... Literally raises his pimp slapping hand, and you just watch red electricity yeah. just like form a blade in the air, and then he just comes flying down and literally pimp slaps you I, from I, the air. I it's really, so fucking awesome. I think I think that red that red electricity is the best like elemental in the game. Like it is. looking, yeah, I just I so agree. Cool. I agree, but again, I love the effect that Holy does, where it just yeah. the, literally the yellow shooting out of the eyes and like. Throwing I thought your that was. Uh, I thought that was madness. It, is it? I sure. think it's madness, but I think it's triggered by like a certain type of holy. I think it's tr- triggered by a certain type of holy damage. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong on that, but but that that was my interpretation because they were like swinging like the the enemy that did it had like a yellow holy yeah, effect yeah. on it. Yeah, it, it's probably it's probably all linked because it's with faith too. So. Yeah. It's probably all, all, co- all conjoined. I have, yeah, I mean, I have start... another boss if you want to talk about that after. Yeah, go for it. Hit us up with it. Um, so, I mean, like we so said, we haven't mentioned this now, but this is probably, this is my number three that could be number one, but there's way too many there was for number one. Dude, it's Rykard, man. Rykard is, oh, I mean, yeah. that, has, that has to be the coolest boss arena in the game, first of all. Second of all, yeah, goat voice acting on that, like, yeah. oh my god, that guy earned his paycheck voice acting for Rikard, and the fact that you kill the first phase, and he just turns around, there's just a face 
on the body and he pulls out yeah. and he pulls out yeah. a sword from his mouth of the serpent is the coolest yeah. thing I've yeah. ever seen. I remember um I remember actually there was some there was some uh early, early art like leaked like a few years ago and that boss yes. was actually one of them. Oh. That snake. Holy shit, bro, you just literally fucking right? like you, you opened up that. a memory in my brain. I vividly remember. Yeah, that, that was oh my sick. god. And I remember, I remember saying like, "Man, I love video game concept art." Yeah. But they never, they never fulfill on it, and they, I mean, they, they, they did. did. Oh, they did. <laughs> it's pretty they much did. Exactly they absolutely the same. did. Yeah, that um, boss was awesome. I mean, yeah, it goes without saying, Star Scourge Radon is just. I mean, yeah, that was, yeah I mean, that's, that's so one funny. of the hypest fights I've, I've ever fought in a Souls game. I mean, just the whole setup of you going in and them just like, like they're telling you the whole game, right? That there's yeah. a festival, that there's a festival going on. And you think like, all right, I'm going to show up at this festival and it's going to be the festival was happening. And then, oh, soul shit happened. And now everyone at the festival are there now enemies. You got to kill your way through and get to Radon. But no, you roll up and someone's like, welcome to the Radon Festival. Yeah. Like, it literally like <laughs> gives you an announcement and then you just go fight the boss. It was Man, so I, fucking crazy. Yeah. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, I like that. I really, I really enjoyed that because it was like a different, different setting in the game, kind of where you're just like you're on this side mission where it's where it yeah. obviously ties into the main story, but like it's just it like did, it felt contained yeah. for sure. It felt, yeah. it felt contained. And then the fucking after you beat Radon, a fucking meteorite crashes and you get an access to like a, <laughs> a new area. Like what the fuck that, is that? That dude? looks like outer space. Like come on, yeah, dude. Like, we're going to fucking space. So uh, cool. It's so cool. So so glad I fought him pre-nerf too. Damn. Yeah. Same. I think we, we all fought him pre-nerf. We all, we all thankfully. Didn't, didn't really have much trouble. I mean, I summoned all the guys, but I mean, that's Same. what they're there for. Like, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I summoned a couple. They literally got clapped out. So, like, towards the end, I was soloing, but it was... I, I don't understand why people had so much difficulty on that boss, to be honest. Same. I think it's pretty think easy it to dodge his attacks. Like, man, I think it's something to do with, like, big, big boss enemies and people just not used to, like, that type of mechanic. You can't, you can't lock on. Like, not, people, just, yeah. people just don't learn. You're, you're not supposed to lock on to every enemy yeah. and boss yeah. in the game. So. Dude, and and I saw people talking about Elden Ring and someone was talking about their build. And they, and they said the words, yeah, I was just going a standard sword and board build. And I'm like, you're playing Elden Ring and you're going Boy, just... Yeah sword and shield and like they didn't have any magic on top of their build like they were just doing like a raw strength or dex build but they weren't using a great sword or anything like they were just just going sword and board and they like, were struggling with yeah, the game like, and i was like dude like no shit you, you're just ignoring so many mechanics and so many tools in the game that would literally exactly. let you clean sweep like no problem yep not like um you gotta find those weapon arts you gotta find like a buff or like some item that will help you yeah. along the way like you, you got to get an edge you yeah. got to find an edge i mean you, you, know? ca you can still be naked naked human with a big club and wreck face right but you of, gotta of know. course but you just gotta know you, got, to you gotta like know that. your shit yeah yeah um yeah i, I just had a couple bosses here i just want to we don't really got to say a lot about them it's just this one is just more a an aesthetic type thing for me um these these ones are ancestor spirit again i just love bosses who use magic to jump in the air 
yeah, when he does his little sick. hop around and you see the little magic platforms on his feet and he's yeah. just the, yeah. the elk yeah, is that, just like jumping around in the that air. That was a vibe. That's I like that. Uh, very sound. cool, very relaxing music. Yeah. Just a good fight. Um, another one, Red, Ro- Red Wolf of Radagon. Yep. I mean, wolf, literally the Firefox logo with a sword who casts spells. Yeah. Classic Souls boss. Radical. Big, big wolf yeah. for the sword. I mean, you yeah. can't go wrong. From, FromSoft has perfected the wolf boss fight at this point. And they, they nailed it their first try with Sif. So, like, it's kind of expected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then another one that I just wanted to mention that was pure aesthetics, really, for me, was Godskin Duo. Yeah, that was pretty or the, sick. Or the Godskin Apostles. I mean, yeah, yeah those are pretty cool. They are, they are literally wearing skin. Yeah, they look that is cool. so I like that fucking design. cool. That is so fucking cool wearing like the skin of a god to get power <laughs> oh dude that just oh, that gets me so hyped that's so sick dude like that's like for me like in any in any like this is an anime thing a lot too where an anime is like we're gonna kill god and i just i'm i'm just erect i'm immediately hard i'm just i'm i'm just sitting there just having a great time instantaneously um wearing their skin it's like some uh oh man like blood starved beast from bloodborne just wearing yes. his fucking skin as his cloak. So, so fucking awesome. And then this one, this one's probably the last one I'll bring up. Um, Jim hasn't fought this one, but Dan, you have. Malekith the Black Blade. Dude. Let me fucking tell you, that was the hypest <laughs> shit. So it's it's yeah, it's so dude. weird because like you unlock the beast uh like the beast sanctum or whatever pretty early in the game because you get teleported there from a chest. And so you see you meet like one of the I don't know, I'm pretty sure it's not the same guy, but you meet a beast clergyman there that you get the death boost to. So you're introduced yep. to him, so then you see him and you're like, Oh, it's this guy, that's pretty cool, I'm actually gonna fight him. And then it's yeah. uh, like I mean, you just I can't even describe the second form. It's just so fucking awesome. Phase two of that fight, I was literally just like I, I almost I, I killed him on my first try, which is a little disappointing. But phase two, I almost died just because I was like <laughs> sitting there like so giddy and hype just because this <laughs> motherfucker was just doing badass shit to me. I was like, oh, he's comboing me. I'm so happy. This is so fun. And then I killed him. But it was ah, that fight is just so awesome. I, I'm, ex- I'm excited for you to do it, Jimmy. You're, yeah, you're, you're like right that, there. I might just finish Elden Ring tonight or get a good chunk in. Like, see if there's any last-minute things I need to grab from the game and just burn that fucking tree and get it it going. And then then I said that was my last one, but we got to obviously sit Millennia. I mean... Millennia, sick sick fight. Incredible design, badass with a sword. Yeah. Yeah, good. That's it. Like, that's the fight. Just get good. Anime weapon art. Yes. Get this. (laughs) Use your mimic team. Yeah. Yeah. Just clap. You just clap some cheese. Use some yeah. bleed. Use some status. Like and just you got clap a, you got fucking... a cheese. I mean, what? There's nothing wrong with cheese and cheese. It's and the name shit. of the game, like, baby. It's Dude, literally just it's... a strat. Like, bro, I've been seeing like so many like more casual players being like, oh, 
all these all these hardcore souls community people saying that spirit ashes are cheap and i'm like yo i've seen more Dude. people complain about people complaining about spirit ashes than i've seen anybody complain about that Bro, shit it's literally Soul, like souls games are literally about using the mechanics to fucking skis your way through like that nobody cares yep and like if you're and if you see people saying that shit they're fucking dumbasses on the internet which it, are a thing for yeah. literally every topic that is discussed on the like, internet like, i feel like insane. the souls community just like devolved with elden ring because there's so much new like people with it that are just experiencing these this game like now so it's like they're trying to catch up and like realize what's going on like what is happening in these games and it's just like oh my god yeah and I also we've been agree. through this I, years I think ago that people i think that people don't understand too about elder ring is that this game does a great job of letting you set your own difficulty style for, for the game so a lot of these people calling for easy mode and everything it's like you can literally make yourself better and like yeah. ha have an easier time of the game through spirit ashes spells summons buffs like all these and other if things. you want yeah no 100 percent. and like the most op thing in elden ring is the absolute power that leveling up gives you there's not yeah. another souls game where leveling up beefs you up nearly as yeah, much i, I mean gotta holy say. shit you go back into areas even just 10 levels higher and you'll be fucking melting bosses yeah. And that's the beauty. The game's open, so you could go find something easier, over level, and then come back. And yeah, like, the, the the easy mode is there. That's you just the gotta thing. find I, other I, shit to kill. I was seeing like I was seeing people like like quitting the game, being stuck on Tree Sentinel or the first boss, the first main boss, because they're like level fucking ten, trying to why you, just why are you dying fighting it? over and, and no over bigger. and over again. And like, no bro, bigger. Go play the game. Like just go explore. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The first Real. boss is not the end of this game. Like, Real. don't it's try like, to. It would be like hero. It, it would be like playing Breath of the Wild and then getting like stumped on the plateau and like giving up. Like, what are you? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, like just, just fucking you explore and just, enjoy the game. You can actually skip that first main boss and go straight to Lierna of yeah. the Lakes. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, yeah. I did. I, I literally found I that the first time. <laughs> then I was like, Nah, I'm trying to go to the castle. Like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm trying to go to the like. Yeah, I fully explored Lyrna of Lakes before I fully explored Limgrave. Just because like, I was so hyped that I could skip it. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, like, I don't know. I feel like I've had this feeling before, too, where you're like, you're like, you're maybe you're stuck. You're having a hard time. You just want to get past that. You just want to, like, get that upgrade. You just want that. Certain you want to break thing. down so, the wall so you're, that like, you're stuck against. So you're, you keep just dragging yourself trying to beat yeah. it. And it's just yeah. like. You just get a little too annoyed, and then you could get triggered that way. But, but yeah, I mean, you could literally go in 360 direction anywhere in the game, pretty much. Anywhere. Yeah. So. All right. Let's let's um. Any any last bosses you guys want to talk about? We've been talking about Elden Ring longer than I thought yeah, we would, I'm, which I'm totally I'm fine. Ready with. for Morbius. Yeah, we should we should fucking talk about. Let's do it. Let's talk about Morbius. Ladies and gentlemen, we saw Morbius last night. We, we, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. We gave the <laughs> money. We gave Sony money to continue this horrible experiment they're on of making these movies. And I gotta say, it was at least more entertaining than I thought it would be based yeah. off the reviews. Because we, I, I was worried. I thought we were gonna be watching something incredibly boring. But this movie was 
fucking hilarious because it was terrible. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Straight so, trash. I mean, let's let's just fucking let's just get in there because holy shit. I mean, it was shocking. Let, let, let's just talk about initial reactions when 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 the lights came on after after the movie. What was like the thing going through your mind? Well, first off, I mean, after what about the start? <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm just saying like let's just no, get our yeah, immediate yeah. reactions off because a, as we were walking out of the theater, we were just getting more and I don't even want to say upset. We were just it, laughing yeah, more because it, was because it was settling in how stupid it was. It was because of like you mentioned the climax literally happened in the last minute of the I movie. Was, yeah, like, men mention that. <laughs> I mean, it's like you you're you're really watching the movie and then uh, it's like last 10 minutes literally the climax happens and then there goes the movie. Yep, multiple so. characters die, the final fight happens, and then you get credits, and then both after credit scenes, all within the span of ten minutes. It's like it's it's like a whiplash of terrible. It's just the fucking like you're just getting garbage thrown in your face from the fucking movie screen. It it, it was it was shocking. It was genuinely shocking. Yeah, because oh. for for how they built up the first like 80% of the movie it was it was all drowned out like like in depth like kind of like I mean it wasn't too in depth it was swapping around from place to place but the ending was way too fast like yeah it was it was crazy quick. yeah they spent too much time they this movie spent way too much time on shit that did not matter yeah um so so let, all right let's start from the beginning then this movie opens and we establish that Michael Morbius has a disease. What is that disease? What disease is that? Who cares? It doesn't matter. He has it. <laughs> Does not fucking matter at all. He. They just say, they just, again, this is something that is a, a, a theme throughout the whole movie. The movie does not have a theme, but there is this theme throughout the movie where things are just quickly explained in a single line of dialogue and then the movie just keeps on fucking rolling yeah. and moves past it. And wants you to like forget it, but it's also crucial information. So he has some sort of disease where he's missing a piece of his DNA. And you get this whole scene where you see him as like a young kid and he meets his like best friend in the hospital. Um, and the guy, like they both have the same disease and like they have to get regular blood transfusions. And it seems like if they don't get the blood transfusions, they just instantly die because he's sitting next to this kid mid conversation. And then the machine starts beeping, and then he goes, "Wait, what?" And the kid just instantly fucking drops, he just like peels like dead. over, <laughs> hanging on the side. And then what? And then uh, Morbius or Michael, the little kid, little kid Michael, he fixes it with a fucking spring in his pen. Yeah, he just pops it and open then, and fixes it. And then movie cuts, and he's like a fucking valedictorian fucking oh crazy God, yeah. doctor scientist and he's yeah. roasting the the science community or something yeah movie know. cuts and they and again in a single line of dialogue he now has he got his doctorate degree at the age of 19 um invented fake blood he yeah. just did that and then was it, it was getting handed a i'm pretty sure a nobel um not a Nobel Peace Prize. What no, the fuck yeah, is the no, science? Yeah. No, no, it was a Nobel Peace Prize. I'm pretty sure. They said Nobel Peace Prize? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty something sure. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Okay. Okay. So he's getting the Nobel Peace Prize, and then it cuts. And then it 
goes to another scene and then in that scene they tell us that what happened at the end of the scene they just cut from is that jared leto had edgily declined taking the nobel peace prize because he had accidentally discovered artificial blood and it wasn't what he was really working towards yeah we didn't we didn't see it but they said it happened um and and so then that just kind of kickstarts this weird fucking conversation this insane conversation where now he's talking to his assistant slash girlfriend i mean right? i mean yeah. I, you can say that maybe because i mean you don't even really know you have no idea who she is and then she just pops up yeah so. at that point we have, we have no idea and then she just starts going like oh do you want me to say what you've really been doing in here <laughs> secret secretly and then this motherfucker apparently has been secretly doing experiments with bats and just has a tank yeah. filled with fucking hundreds of bats in the middle of his lab and he's been doing it allegedly secretly this whole time and nobody noticed that this man has hundreds of bats with an open lab i i don't think the lab has a door on it and like, no it, they're it, definitely it, privacy screens it, it like... does it does but it's not locked and it's right across the, yeah. the hallway from actual patients that you're taking yeah, care of and like and at the end of the movie it was like only closed off with the fucking caution tape but everything else was still running like when he was like getting chased like on the bats are still there bats are still there that's just Uh, why and it's like okay again that's another thing is how many days did this movie take place over what were those bats eating how was he feeding those bats like the blood maybe the 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 artificial blood or the real blood because he had that back room so like, filled with blood. Uh, yeah. yeah just so maybe those blood. were initially for the bats, and then he, when he did his transformation, now he was just like, "Oh shit, I could drink those." Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's talk about that. Oh well, I guess before we talk about the boat scene where he transforms, let's also mention that the actual opening of this movie is one of the most bizarre title screen sequences I've ever seen where it's a complete tonal clash with the rest of the movie. It's this weird, like, almost, like, 70s, like, pop. And it's almost like a pop style. Like, super, like, kind of, like, like almost neon-like colors. Like, a lot of, like, hard geometric shapes. And it just does not fit the tone that this movie is going for at all. It's very strange. And then we get that opening scene of him collecting the bats in South America. Which is is very, like... For some reason, it just gave me some like King Kong like vibes. They were yeah. just in some random. It was island like Jurassic Park, like King Kong. It, it was a little Skull Islandish, but like not as interesting because yeah. it's Michael Morbius. And it's like, who cares? Um, like, first of all, how did he know they were there? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Who was this mercy? Why did he need a mercenary group? There is no one there. Why it did, was just bats. Why did he go? Why did he go? Why didn't he just yeah. pay someone to go get the bats? It's not like he was looking for a specific oh my bat. God. He just needed a sh- shit ton of bats. I, I completely forgot about this. In that scene, he literally slices his hand open and, like, he literally yeah. puts his hand through. What did he even put his hand through? Like, what was that? To summon the It's bats like a out. weird. It's like a trap yeah. for the bats, but they all flew around it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, so like, I what was the I point? I didn't understand that at all. I guess, I guess it was just, like, to catch the ones that flew in. 
Hmm. And then when there's so many in them there, in there, I guess there wasn't enough room to squeeze out, even there's... though there was massive space in between all the the things in the cage. Yeah, doesn't matter. Fucking stupid details. You don't Absolute need details. Absolute stupid as fuck. Yeah, no, no, no. And us explaining the details just makes it late make less sense. So let's just let's just talk about the boat scene. So so all that shit happens. He has this conversation with his assistant girlfriend, and he's like, "Oh yeah, so oh yeah, okay." I'm I'm trying to splice bat and human DNA together because with my disease, um, my blood, I think what I could gather is that his blood coagulates in his body, I guess. So his, he doesn't make blood properly. So what he needs from the bat DNA, because the bats consume blood, they have the, they have a, a, something that secretes from their glands, which stops the blood from coagulating. So if his body could produce the same chemical, then his body could make blood normally so he's trying to splice bat dna with human dna and his whole and that's very it's a very key piece of information because his origin is very rooted in science or quote unquote science every time he needs to say doctor stuff he just literally they just like wikipedia like scientific words for like scientific yeah. names for stuff and then he just like says them in a row and like we're just supposed to like accept that he's a scientist but but that's basically his goal. So let me get to this point where he needs to go into international waters to inject himself with this serum he created to splice his DNA with bat DNA. Right? That's yeah. basically what I, happened. I, I didn't guess. understand why it had to be in the water. Because, okay, because it was illegal. Yeah. That's it. That's oh, literally okay. it. The, and the, the real answer is they wanted a, a, a boat scene where he was a vampire killing people on a boat. Yeah. But the logic of the movie is that the experiment was technically illegal. Yeah. Okay. Which looks like okay, I'm sure him sense. getting yeah. I'm sure him getting all those fucking bats wasn't legal. Yeah. Like, like why is this? And, why is this the part that he's freaking out about? And, and then he needs to go into international waters. And you also see on the boat too, he has more mercenaries. Why do you have mercenaries? Who is coming to kill yeah. you if you're trying to be yeah. secretive? Like, yeah. Who, who, like, who? What? What are you doing? Like, I don't. Well, well, he needed people to kill. And then, but then, why needed people to kill? Why were the mercenaries <laughs> like? Why were the mercenaries coming down and like questioning him after? Like, what are you doing here? Like, I'm about to fuck you up now. Like, no, you want you want to know why? You want to know why? Why? Because think about what happens later in the movie. Because we're supposed to think that Michael Morbius is a bad guy and that he's killing all these people. But in reality, the only people he killed, just like the FBI agent said, was those shitbag mercenaries. Oh, yeah. And those mercenaries came down and they were being sexist and mean to the, to the lady doctor. So they deserve to get their fucking faces <laughs> eaten by a vampire. <laughs> That's literally what they were doing. That's why they were assholes. Uh, they were just yeah. assholes and mercenaries so that the movie could have him justifiably kill people. Bro, and then also, not have him kill anyone else for also, the rest of the movie. The way they went about like intelligence for the FBI was so incredibly stupid. Uh, like how they were linking shit together. Like, oh, did you work with Michael Morbius potentially? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. How was she not in instantly in custody? Yeah, I, I don't understand that. All right, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. So they, they go to this boat. 
they do the experiment and he's like his assistant lady is helping him they hire a bunch of mercenaries on the boat they fucking put him in they put the serum in him and then the mercenaries come down start being mean to the lady and then all of a sudden they look over and morbius had somehow ripped off all of his restraints silently yeah and then they didn't know where he was and then they go in and then this is where this is for me where the stupidity really kicked off where again they rooted his origin in science in a way you know where he's trying to splice these dnas to solve his problem but then the moment he gets his powers literally instantaneously he gets his powers he has black smoke just magically coming out of his body and he is fucking like teleport dashing around the room with super speed with like literal superpowers off yeah. of a gene slice it, like, it's so in, in incongruent like it doesn't make any fucking sense oh uh, I'd, I'd, li I'd like to touch on one also just glaring just issue with the whole movie right so this isn't even like a specific scene or anything that we're talking about but so his disease is where his blood is affected. This raises the question, why is he crippled? Why do your legs not work if you have a blood disease? That's true. Why, why, yeah, I, I why are you crippled? I mean, I, I just thought about this. And so it's like you have something that goes with your DNA. You don't have any type of like muscle. Like, oh, well, so he was like showing like, like muscular uh, dystrophy I guess because that, that one that one scene yeah. he was extremely skinny and then he gets super yeah. jacked when he turns into the vampire so maybe the his blood disease causes like uh, him to be like malnourished in a way to where his muscles can't grow the same way so maybe that's why he can't walk but, yeah but, but again I mean never talked about exactly. never mentioned so, <laughs> like... so it doesn't make any sense and then the classic two crippled guys let's go for a walk I mean. let's go for a walk oh my god yeah so his <sighs> so basically michael and his buddy they they remained friends the kid he saved early on they they remained friends into adulthood and michael's the scientist and then somehow the other guy makes a bunch of money never mentioned how why what he does how he's rich but he's like the main funder of michael morbius's research and there's this incredible scene where Michael shows up and he's like, before he does the boat experiment, he shows up and he talks to his friend and he's like, let's go for a walk. And then it's just this wee awkward ass scene <laughs> where these two guys are just like on their crutches, slowly shambling their way down the streets of New York as like people awkwardly yeah, people walk are around just them. walking around like all these fucking assholes just like in the middle of the fucking <laughs> road. It's so funny. It was it was such a weird fucking scene. And then, like, they were joking about it, too, which I thought was kind of shitty. Where Jared, like, his buddy says something to him, and Jared Leto goes, Say that again, and I'll slow, I'll turn around and slowly hobble the other direction. And they <laughs> yeah, both so laugh. Like, and I was like, Dude, what? Like, damn. Okay. <laughs> Just, like, making fun of Cripple. Uh, you're, you're both rich, jacked, like, incredibly famous actors. <laughs> this yeah. is just weird coming out of your mouths right now. I will say that was a pretty good casting for. For Milo, for being like a Mas vampire bat yeah, guy. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Villain. Great casting. They just Matt, Matt Smith's a really good actor. Yeah, he is one of the worst agents in Hollywood, though, because he's turned <laughs> down like other um, Marvel roles, and then he got convinced by someone to do this one. Oh damn! 
but he could have been in like the MCU multiple times over, like hmm. as like a main as a main character. But he turned it down. He's got that. He was all. He He's... was also in a recent dog shit Terminator movie. Like he just mm. literally his his agent oh, is one of the wait, worst. Was he was he the villain in Terminator? No. No 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 no. He was like the weird ghost man. Oh okay. You were literally, it's like he's, dude, it's so fucking stupid. Again, his agent's dog shit. His agent should be fired. He's definitely got that, like, villain-type facial structure. Yeah, yeah. Or his eyes, they're kind of, like, sunken into his head a little bit. So when he looks down, he looks really fucking sinister. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Morbius murders all the mercenaries on that boat. And then calls in a mayday and then just fucking dips out. You just pee. Dude, you see him. He just dives off the side of the boat. Like <laughs> he literally just dives <laughs> off, and then he's just gone. He so and they also mention they were thirteen miles off the coast of Long Island. So that means that this dude literally swam thirteen miles back to shore. I guess yeah. vampires have super swimming ability. Oh, oh wait, no. He probably just fly, right? Like he just probably just. Fly. Well, he no, he, well, he he didn't learn yet. He hasn't learned yet. Yeah. I guess the, the the explanation for that is he just drank eight people's blood because they said all eight were fully drained. So mm. I guess he was like super. Yeah, he must like, have been super super wired. Jet, super amped up on the fucking blood, I guess. But again, it just happens. The shit just happens. And so then this is this is the introduction of the dog shit FBI agent. Oh my god. Fucking Tyrese Gibson and then the the other dude who was terrible comic relief. Yeah. Just embarrassing. So embarrassing. Bad. Yeah, and I, I think the worst scene for for with them in it for me personally was when they were investigating Martina's apartment um a little bit later in the movie and she has a cat and the FBI agent went and shook the cat's litter box to try to attract it back over there. How does shaking a litter box attract cats? Is, yeah, it's, it's Jimmy, not like, you're a, it's, you're a it's cat like person. Is that a thing? Like maybe if they're, because it's kind of like their area. So like if so actually like my dad like if he was like cleaning my cat's litter box like he would like my cat would probably go and like check on it like oh what are you doing oh, okay, in that okay. fucking box but okay like, but it's still like really random like yeah. You you I, think that's a, like, that's a cat person like maybe, thing? Like shake some food instead, not yeah. litter, <laughs> not the litter box. That scene was funny though, because I remember I turned to Jim when that was happening. I was like, "Where are they?" Because yeah. like they're 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 like searching her apartment for like a, two minutes before they look on the wall and see like her diploma. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, it's fucking Martine's house, but they never mention it when they enter, like before they go in or anything. That they're just searching someone's apartment. It's like, oh, okay, I guess it's mm. this lady's house. Um, but a- so after Morbius gets back off the boat, is this is when it kickstarts just pure, pure fucking dumb shit. Where now this man is again world famous scientist, world famous man who uses crutches to walk. Obviously, has a disease. Everyone knows who he is. He literally invented fake blood, and now he just waltzes into his 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 company and his office with a hood on. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody nobody notices him. Yeah. He assuredly like, had to go through security. Yeah, that's just like that's like that typical movie shit that was happening a few times during this movie and it's just like man, it's just like you can't it's not you can't just let that slide like. Yeah, cuz with with movies there is there's like a term called suspension of disbelief 
where there are certain things that just don't make sense in movies that we just accept because like at the end of the day like you in the back of your brain you know it's a movie and you know that certain things need to happen for the plot to move along and so you suspend your disbelief on on certain aspects right like like when you watch an indiana jones movie like you don't get to the end of it and go man indy must have some serious ptsd after murdering all those people yeah. It's like no, like it's a it's a dumb action movie. Like you understand that. Yeah, exactly. It's the huge like it's it's an adventure movie. It's not that grounded in reality. But when this movie is constantly just has is constantly just has this inconsistent tone and this inconsistent like perspective in a way where it starts off very trying to present it like very scientifically and then he's a now a magical teleporting vampire and then now he is just like walking around with a hood on and that's more than enough for him to be like it just it's it's just so inconsistent on like the level of reality yeah. that this takes place in it's, it's not like a dumb it's not like like with superman when you watch superman you can you can accept that people don't recognize clark kent when he just puts his glasses on because at the end of the day your hero is a guy who flies around in fucking underwear and can blow out of his mouth super hard and free stuff like it's 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 dumb goofy shit but when they try to ground it in reality as much as they did early on and then just completely undercut it yeah in like the first 30 minutes it just you're just constantly sitting there just thinking about okay this makes no sense this makes no sense this makes no sense why would he do that why did they not do this how the fuck does he have a cell phone for an hour and 20 minutes of this movie and the fbi doesn't track his cell phone did nobody call him this whole movie There's, he yeah. never gets a single phone call this whole movie the but he has his cell like, phone this whole time i don't know there was no like like sure he was on the run he was on the run the whole movie but he had yeah he still had all of the freedom of what he had before that and like access there to was all just of his like, assets there was no like he was never on the bottom like he was never in a weak spot like he was he right. always had like his abilities at some point and yeah. Like, yeah he never got hurt neither yeah, of them ever got hurt, hurt. <laughs> ever we never we never see what happens to these vampires when they take damage they either are so fast they dodge everything or they just punch each other and no blood shows up and they just like they just go oh i'm, I'm hurt Ugh. yeah like lay, lay there or something like we never see it and it's it, it's it's frustrating like it, it's 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 it becomes like frustrating to watch in a way but then you just have these scenes that are hilarious that are just yeah. so funny like that that fucking diner scene man I would, yeah i was just that fucking just diner going, scene. i wanted to talk about that going on that just the inconsistencies and like the freedom that this man had yeah so because for basically the rest of the plot of the movie is just jared leto on the run until his buddy also takes the thing so there's really we're not really gonna go super in depth more into the plot other than just talking about a couple more scenes that like were fucking terrible because the rest of the movie is him just running from the fbi and his buddy becoming a vampire yeah that's it and and so like so like let's also set the scene here for like his popularity and his clout in his community right so obviously he's really popular known as a genius worldwide rejected Nobel peace prize super popular in that city because he like cured a bunch of people you people come up to him they're like yo i use your artificial blood after war like thanks good looks bro like all that whatever yeah okay so and so and then it cuts to a scene where milo is walking down the street and he goes up to a newspaper stand 
the newspaper he pulls out a newspaper and sees a picture of Michael Morbius wanted for murder on the front page of the newspaper. They have a short conversation with the newspaper guy, and he's like, yeah, I know that guy. Like, like what the fuck's going on? There's something of that nature. So clearly if the newspaper stand guy knows about him, it's clearly being talked about, and people know his face. Not even ten minutes later, they have a scene <laughs> where Michael Morbius is sitting in a populated caf- like cafe, no hood on, just chilling his whole face out after having his literal face plastered on every single like piece of media in that city and no one gives a fuck it's and it's so funny too because they're at a diner for breakfast and like what is the most classic thing people do at diners you literally sitting down with their coffee with a fucking newspaper newspaper. yeah exactly or in the 21st century there's probably going to be a fucking tv with the news on and what's going to be on the news that dumb fuck's face. Like, and he's just, and he's just like, sitting there. He's just chopping it up with his girl in the fucking cafe. Oh. Like, I just don't understand that. But like uh, I said, it's yeah. not supposed to be. Because that whole sense. scene was like, that was like his, that was the setup to get that secret lab. That the secret lab, yeah. At, but it was also like oh some God, fucking weird little lab. superhero fucking scene. Like. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go beat these bad guys up. But like, what are these bad guys? Who are these yeah. fucking? People? Yeah. They, they they were just using fake money. Like they weren't yeah. even of all the th- evil. Like you've done more evil things, Michael Morbius, in this movie. We, like not even 40 minutes before that, we saw you murder eight people. Oh, they were mercenaries. Oh, they, they were, never mind. Oh, it's fine. Like remember, remember the FBI agent said we would have been fine if you just murdered eight mercenaries. You killed a woman with with kids. That's that's <laughs> not right. Oh, and that's another thing we should mention is that basically Michael didn't want to give his his buddy who had the same disease yeah. the the serum because it turned him into a fucking vampire. Yeah. And so his, his friend got super pissed and then basically stole it and then somehow gave it to yeah. himself. He somehow got someone to stab the needle into his own spine, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then he becomes a vampire and starts killing people to frame Michael. Because yeah. why? No, so... So he killed that lady, which framed Michael, because Michael didn't know he actually killed her. He thought he must have blacked out. And then he yeah. realizes in the cell when Milo, the second vampire, comes in to visit yeah. him and drops oh, him which bag, also, which also, and he left his cane. Which also, you miss that whole thing of him being framed for murder in little one line of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally missed that. Seconds. It's like a five-second-long yep. line of dialogue that says, oh, no, it was actually Milo that killed him, not you. Yeah, yeah so we should and, mention that. So Mor- Morbius has been chilling in his office for, like, days at this point, I guess. And then was it days? Milo, who knows, dude? Literally, literally who knows? Know. This, there is no sense of time in this movie. And then so then Milo, who had secretly taken the vampire serum, had snuck into the building and then killed a nurse, which then got blamed on Michael and Michael just assumed he did it in a blackout state. So he starts trying to run and then the FBI agents catch him on the rooftop and just arrest him. Yeah. (laughs) Even though he just flew up at least like 10 stories. He flew up 10 stories. Next cut, the FBI agent is somehow waiting for him up there. Like what? yeah, no, he gets to the top and like he he like gets close to the edge and like stumbles and like oh 
he doesn't know how to fly yet so he like he stops there but then literally two seconds later the fbi agent had run up 25 flights of fucking stairs to get to the top and fucking catch up but then and that's not even the dumbest shit because then after that scene we get michael morbius in jail which was honestly this is my favorite scene in the whole movie by far yeah there were multiple moments where we're like individually we couldn't help ourselves from saying out loud how the fuck is this happening like in the movie theater but this moment had got a reaction out of all of us because it was fucking insane so michael morbius is in his fucking prison cell and he gets a knock on the door and they say your lawyer's here and then his his buddy um milo shows up and is pretending to be his lawyer so he walks in and now in this shot, it's like a wide shot of the prison cell from the back. And you can see the door and you can see through the window right there. You can see the prison guard watching them. And the moment his buddy walks in, he instantly wraps his arms around them and hugs them. Instantly. <laughs> yeah. N- nothing happens. They then sit down, have a conversation that like I barely even remember. And then as he's leaving, he goes, here, I got something to hold you over. And like flicks his arm out of his trench coat and just flops a fucking <laughs> full bag of blood on his bed, obviously visible in front of the guard, and just nothing happens. And I mean, can we, can we even talk about how this doesn't like this can't even happen in real life? So you're telling me a prisoner who is wanted for murder is literally being allowed to see another human being inside of his prison cell. With no shackles, I mean you can't. Yep. You, like, and you then, can't make you like you cannot make this shit up. I mean it's. And then like he lets them hug him, like that. They let them hug. Like e- even in even in fucking Formula One after races, you're not like they're not allowed to hug them because what they used to do was they would drop wrenches down there the back yeah. of their shirt their shirts to like make them way more to hide the fact that they were like cutting down weight to make the cars go faster and shit like that. So he literally could have just like slid a shiv into his pocket or slid drugs or done anything there's no shot there's no fucking reality in which they would have let this man who was murdered in their eyes like nine people at that point just have that interaction with this boy and then he just gives him a fucking bag of blood also be put just in a random prison cell like put this fucking vampire in a fucking (laughs) metal box yes jimmy like yes jimmy at that point they At accepted that point, they, he was a they, vampire. They think he's a vampire. They literally yeah. accepted it. The guy brought it. fucking holy water. They were just like, okay, I guess we have vampires now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so another scene I, I absolutely want to talk about, we have to talk about, is the fucking bus scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. So, so the FBI agents are looking for his assistant girlfriend, Martine, and... They're like, they're like following her and she like cuts through a store and she's like, she tells the guy to like not tell him where she's going. She dips out the back then she just randomly hops onto a bus. She sits down and then five seconds later, um, Michael Morbius just like lifts his head up and goes, what's going on? And he's just there. <laughs> he's, he's just fucking there. Yeah, he just, I he just... just he got, I guess he got on the bus at the same time as her, and she didn't notice. And then he just, 
But in the, I'm pretty sure in the shot, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly. I'm pretty sure in the shot, when she sits down, he's already sitting there. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, he he's already there. So, I mean, I don't know, dude. It's when you try to think about it too hard, you just kind of. It, it's another like, one of those. It's another one of those little movie moments where you're just like, you try to let it. Shit. You try to let it slide, but it's just not working for this movie. And it's and the, it, the, the the thing is too about all of these scenes is that. If they just put an ounce of like thought into literally anything, they could have made this at least semi make sense. Mm-hmm. But they yeah, just, but it was they, just no effort. Bro, like the no acting was decent. All. The special effects put were decent. Fucking, it was honestly the script was dog shit. Put a fucking cut scene of him like flying through the fucking streets, landing on the bus or right behind it, and him following her into the bus or something like. Yeah, j- just show us that he was also following her. That's yeah. it. You know, anything like that. And there's just a lot of shit like that in this movie that is just awfully convenient. Like the fucking EMT scene. <laughs> when he's just casually walking down the street and then there are just some some EMTs who are, I don't know, they're like helping someone in a house and they just leave their bag on the front steps so Morbius can just dig through it and steal some blood. Like, yeah. what the fuck is that? That is just pure <sighs> fucking convenience. And it's it's just so much like that. Like again, how does Milo make his money? Fucking what what are the limits of their superpowers? How much yeah. how much of a beating can like there's just so much shit that it's just left in the back of your mind in this dumb fucking movie. I'm just like, I don't know. I was so confused on multiple levels throughout that movie. I, I was like I was literally just looking away, like trying to like reprocess <laughs> and like regroup my brain. To just be able to finish. There is this incredible moment where I was, I don't remember what scene it was, but I was baffled by what was happening. And I like, I was like this and I look over at Jimmy and Jimmy's just staring off into the corner, just shaking (laughs) his head, just like just shaking his head, looking at nothing. I I just couldn't look at it. All right. So let's, let's, let's fucking get towards the end here because this is killing me. I think this, this, this episode is just going to have to be us talking Elden Ring and Morbius. And then we'll get to the, some, some of the news that happened next week. Um, let, let's start talking about what goes on towards the end. Um, because it's fucking stupid. It's, it's yeah. just as stupid as the rest of the movie. And it, it's actually, the ending brings up something that is a problem throughout the whole movie, which is inconsistent use of slow motion. Yep. Mm. Where these these characters have super speed, so when they use super speed, stuff slows down. But then on top of that, they also do like movie effect slow mo to like put emphasis on stuff. So you can never really get a sense of the speed of shit that's actually happening. Like there's this one scene where he's getting chased down by Milo, and they're both vampires, and they're on a subway platform, and Morbius is realizing he can hear or see the air currents, and he's deciding that he can fly. Yeah, and so his buddy is using super speed to sprint at him, but then Morbius is using a mix of super senses as well as like movie slow mo time. So it just so then it just looks like his buddy is just running like normally <laughs> at him such a and making like a scene. making a dumb face, and it just looks so fucking goofy. And it's for some reason like two minutes long, like just yeah to add to the list of just totally random pointless scenes. And then it's supposed to be this big moment, like, oh, my God, he can fly. And we were all laughing. Yeah. We were literally laughing because <laughs> it looked ridiculous. It looked so fucking stupid. 
Um, yeah. Let's see. I guess I got some other notes. Oh, before we talk about like the ending, um, when he writes blood on the window and underlines <laughs> it. <laughs> they're really so. missing the exclamation point that that would have yeah. made it so much better yeah yeah that was that was great i, I like um, how oh my god wait wait wait! something else you forgot about early on in the movie the fucking windows movie maker transition the <laughs> windows movie maker return of the jedi 1980s transition oh my god that i audibly said out loud oh my god because i was just in pure shock there is a literal transition where it does like it's like a tiny circle visible and then it expands out and it's literally a windows movie maker transition in this fucking movie and they did it once and it was absolutely embarrassing and then and then after that they just said fuck transitions like we're literally not doing them for any yeah. other scene after that yeah. so it's like, <laughs> like what's why it, it took the editor like three hours to figure out how to put that one in Bro, so, so like, he couldn't uh, be bothered so this was supposed to come out early 2020 delayed a couple years and this is what we got. This is what we got, yeah. And yeah. so the sad thing on top of all of this is that the movie is probably in profit right now. It's oh, made, yeah. It's yeah. made 85 mil globally on yep. a 75 and, mil production and, cost before marketing. So they've and and Sony, Sony cut it like a, a deal to put all these movies on like Netflix, I think. Um, oh, so they're going to be racking in even more money. Yeah, so with the deal, it's already profitable. profitable so. Jesus. Sorry, we, guys. It's we, our fault. We, we contributed. <laughs> we contributed. It's um, got so, that uh, 70% though, right? Yeah, that 70% audience. God, that makes me want to die. That really does. I, that I'm, I'm tempted to just go and just put like 100% on there just to fuck with the, the score <laughs> and just skew it. I got to assume a lot of them are memes. There's no it's way. It's got to be, dude. There was like 2,000 reviews on there. Like, I what was it? 17% tomato score? Yeah, for critics, and then 70 for audience. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's talk about this fucking ending of this dog shit movie. Because it just happens so fast. Like, getting into the details of their, their whole relationship is pointless because it's fucking stupid. Who cares? Yeah. But it basically ultimately leads down to Milo kills their, their doctor, fake doctor dad. Um, and then fake doctor dad calls morbius on his cell phone he's had his whole movie that nobody's called him on and nobody's tracked him with morbius shows up at the place dr dad gets one line of dialogue and then instantly dies like perfect yeah. timing and then morbius uses super hearing to hear that milo kidnapped his girlfriend yeah right yeah and so then he flies over there and his girlfriend's already dead and she Instantly dies. Well, she bites his lip, drinks his blood, and then instantly dies. And then he flies off and then fights Milo for 10 minutes, summons bats. Summons the and then, bats. And then stabs Milo in the chest with antibodies that he made in one line of dialogue. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the ending of the movie, right? That's pretty much yeah, it. Pretty much, that's, yeah. that's, that's the ending. And the other thing that really frustrates me, too, is because... I specifically remember learning how to tell a story in like fifth grade, uh, like literature class, right? You have the exposition, start of the movie, rising action, climax, falling action, then the ending. Yep. This movie literally just said, fuck all that. We're going to have <laughs> like an hour long rising action, which really, I mean, to what? Because they didn't have to fight. This fight was totally forced. Yep. It, didn't, it didn't have to happen. And then it happens 10 minutes before the movie ends. So there is no falling action. There None, is, it, 
there's the no battle like, ends and then the movie's fucking over. So I mean, you, you learn you, like you learn this stuff in high school, and it's just sad to see that uh, like people yeah, like got all... paid uh, people got paid millions of dollars to to do this. Yep. So. An ending is all your all your characters. Everything the story's been building up to is supposed to culminate in this fucking moment. And it just they just go, oh, she, he's dead. She's dead. She bit his lip. Now she's a vampire. His buddy's dead. He summoned bats. Now Morbius is flying. Movie's over. Here's an after credit scene. Michael Keaton's in it. Oh, yeah. Vulture's in it. Get the fuck out of the theater. Thank you for your money. That's how it ends. It's fucking insane. It's crazy, yeah. dude. Um and and then also again like just quick little lines of dialogues. One line of dialogue mentions how he's making antibodies, and then that's what he uses. Major to plot points. Major plot yeah. points described in one line of dialogue. You you yep, we, like you only realize um, that Milo killed that nurse in that scene after he tells fucking Michael like yeah, at the end of the movie of like you wouldn't yeah. put that together before that because it literally yeah, I, and I totally missed it they they made it out to seem like yeah it was obviously Michael because the scene before he was just killing people or like doing some shit with the blood yeah. it's like yeah. it's 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 literally like they were watching it and they were like wait we kind of forgot to explain this but then that was like every scene, and so they were too lazy to explain the whole movie. So they yeah. just went back and added little one one liners to make it not as bad. Yeah, but and like they never they time. never established that like Morbius needed to use the antibodies. They never said that they were both so strong that they couldn't take damage. Like, why is he dodging bullets? Does that mean bullets can kill him? Like, if Morbius got up really close, really fast, and pulled the trigger, would his buddy die? We have no idea. We assume so, because I guess they've been dodging bullets all movies, so they must hurt them. But from the one line of dialogue, he makes the antibodies. And then another line of dialogue for the lip bite thing for Martine becoming a vampire is she she mentions like really fast that um, like she's reading a book and she talks about how like stabbing them through the heart with a wooden stake, which is supposed to trigger in our mind that she's doing vampire research which is how she knew that she needed to drink his blood to become a vampire because that's a part of vampire lore. And so when that happened, when she drank the blood, I remember Dan literally said she better not become a fucking vampire. Oh, yeah. and I, was thinking I, I the knew same it right, right when that happened. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Same but... thing with when he summoned the bats. We were all like, no way. They're not about to fucking do this right now. It's 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 like the it's like the director watched Batman vs Superman like a week before this, and they're like, "Dude, that was so sick. We got to put that in here." <laughs> when he when he floats up with the bats, like yeah, like man, I really loved how the the I, like the director watching. He's like, "Man, I loved how the the kid floats up with bats in the beginning, and then I also loved how the movie made no sense. We should do that, and and that's how they made Morbius." So ridiculous. Um, honestly, last thing I want to say about this movie is. Something that perfectly exemplifies the entire movie-going experience. We definitely forgot about some stuff, but I mean, it's not our fault. That's the fucking movie's fault. But this moment perfectly exemplifies the movie movie experience. Gonna be the last thing I'll say on it is during the ending scene when Morbius kills Milo with the antibodies. They're having like a dramatic moment, and <laughs> Milo is like, "Don't kill me! Don't you, kill me! I'm your buddy!" You can't and kill me. As that happens. We just hear, because some motherfucker in the back of the theater was totally knocked I, out. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear. So I didn't loud. hear your, 
I didn't hear your snore on the mic, but yeah. Oh, you didn't? Uh, yeah. I picked up on my recording. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, literally fucking just snoring so loud. And it, I, like, I think a lot of people in the theater started laughing at that moment because it was just yeah, so funny. It was perfect. And totally undercut this emotional scene. And it's just like, yeah, no, this is dog shit. Absolutely. Oh, how about shit. when Milo's looking uh, over fucking Michael and oh my God, the kissing? Cuck <laughs> oh, the cuck scene. How can we the forget cuck the cuck scene? scene? Oh my god, yeah, the the Martine and Michael are making out on the rooftop and then it just like pans over and you just see Milo off in the distance just like literally getting cucked. He's like literally like, might as well be in the closet like, watching his wife get fucked. Does Milo have the sense too cuz how would he just know where they are? Like I don't know. He, he's just I like assume they they have like... the sen- he has sonar powers too, super hearing. But again, it's like it's so funny that you brought that up jimmy because during when i was watching the movie morbius had the little like fibers in his ear that you could tell that's yeah. how he's sensing yeah, everything yeah. so i was looking for that on milo the whole movie to see mm-hmm. if he had this and they just i don't know they just didn't put it just like, wasn't I, I couldn't see it. it so it wasn't really yeah clear. it's just another thing we just had to figure out right yep yeah, and so it, again, stupid. it's not like, and we're not even saying like a movie needs to explain everything to you. I mean, we were all massive fans of that of the new Dune movie, and like obviously, I've read the book, so like, I understand what's happening. But like, Dune doesn't fucking explain everything to you. Dune just presents it to you, but it presents it in a way that's logical. It presents it in a way that's consistent with the story, and it presents it in a way that makes sense. And so the shit you have to like suspend disbelief on, the shit that you just have to accept, like that is like kind of dumb movie shit. It's not as insane as the shit that Morbius is constantly expecting you to just, like, ignore. Like, the crazy bullshit. Because this game, or not game, this movie wants to be, like, it (laughs) wants to be real, but it's, like, so far from it. Because it wants to be rooted, like, rooted in that science. It wants to be kind of, like, real-worldy, like, type shit. But, But, like, it's not But then at the same time, they want Michael Morbius... And Venom. Yeah. And I, these, I cannot believe he said that. And these yeah, stupid dude. fucking FBI, FBI agents. like. And then the after credit scenes, which were just embarrassing. Yeah. Honestly, like, the, those um, those FBI agents reminded me of like Millie Bobby Brown and Kong versus uh, Godzilla. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> dude, yeah. Because yeah. it, yeah. it just completely failed like comedic relief that made absolutely <laughs> dude, no yeah. contribution to like the movie itself. Yeah, and somehow Jared Leto wasn't the worst part of this movie. The no, like yeah. the, act, the acting was not even bad. It was just they, really just had, they just had nothing to work with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely nothing to work with. Dog shit script, man. Absolutely insane. But hey, we got some fucking content out of it. We just talked for Sir. so long about this piece of shit. We like That's talked for almost as the movie's runtime. Don't get us wrong <laughs> either. We all had a great time. I had yeah, it was fun. I had two big alcoholic beverages. So yep, that multiple contributed BLs. to my to my happiness and enjoyment of the movie, but it was yeah, it was yeah. a good time and like we were discussing uh post movie the worst the worst movie is an average movie of a five out yep. of ten. At least this was like a solid two point five. So it was actually funny to make fun of. So like it, it was enjoyable because yeah. we just didn't you just couldn't couldn't expect how much worse it could get, and then it would get that much worse. Yeah, yeah like I I had a better time watching this than I did that recent James Bond movie. 
100 percent, 100 because that was just boring but we had a great time just laughing at this so if you got if you got some buddies to go see it with you got some booze yeah. bring in a bring in some tall cans pop some edibles and i'd say i'd say see morbius maybe it's already made money so you don't have to feel bad about giving them money yeah. it's too late it's it's too late it's already out point. there you know but it's 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 a pile of shit, but it's at least a, an entertaining pile of shit to make fun of, you know. And last thing, I just want to say, like, I don't know if this is a COVID thing, but I don't think it is because if the movie was supposed to, it was release, filmed like, pre-COVID. Yeah, if it was filmed pre-COVID, like, why does this fucking movie take place in one or two rooms? One room, like, yeah, the whole For the time, most of it. and it's a dark like lab, like, it's like yeah, it's, it's literally a sterile scientific laboratory. With a pillar of bats in the middle of it, like a tank yeah. of bats. Bats that are known to like carry a bunch of diseases from some foreign yeah. island in Costa like, Rica, and, and mixed eat, with and which eat. with patients that are on like life support that he's taking care of. And they eat entire animals. Yeah, no, he, that's insane, and nobody so, knows. It reminds me of nobody uh, knows. Uh, Mr. Morbius, sir, what's with all the screeching bat noises <laughs> coming from your laboratory? Shut, Shut up. the fuck up. Shut the, Get fuck, the fuck out of here. It reminded me of that, uh, the scenes in Death Stranding at, like, that hospital, kind of. How dare you? Like... How dare you bring up Kojima <laughs> when we're talking about fucking Morbius? He saw the movie. He saw the he, movie. He did. He did see the movie. God damn it. <laughs> Kojima uh, loved it. Uh, I, I, I gotta know what his honest opinion was. That's I would love to be hilarious. sitting in the theater next to Kojima and just hear him go, what the fuck? Like, just I'm dying like, laughing. I would love to imagine that Hideo Kojima, a man who literally writes the most batshit insane, no pun intended, stories, was just sitting there baffled at what he was seeing. <laughs> at least I hope. I just hope he was laughing along with us. Yeah. 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 All right, you guys got anything else you want to say about this piece of shit? Final thoughts. I mean, oh yeah, final like thoughts. I'd I'd say two and a half out of ten. Yeah, and but an entertaining watch. Two and a half, maybe three, just because the script was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, it, I think it, like... it, it doesn't get anything more than two point five. And if you do give it more than two point five, <laughs> I mean, you're, I mean. I just, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're like, just you need to, right. you need to be treated by Dr. Michael Morbius. I think that the best, that. the best thing going for it was just, it wasn't boring because you were just waiting to see like what ridiculous thing they could come <laughs> up with next was like, yeah. but, but like for someone that wants to see the movie, like seriously, I don't know how to recommend it. Like, uh, I would say don't. Yeah. If you genuinely, if you're, if you are a, if you are one of like five people who is a fan of the Morbius character and you wanted to see a faithful adaptation of Morbius, yeah. A, go see a doctor. And then B, do not go see this movie because it is dog shit. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Funny as fuck. Uh, but yeah, if, you, if you're expecting like, like, a new dope fucking character and like something something to be hyped for no this is not it yeah not it at all yeah but all right boys we we've been going for a while so i think yeah this this episode is just gonna end up being us talking elden ring and morbius um next week i know um we we actually have a lot more to talk about i i i started star trek picard 
unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm going to be in season two. I definitely want to talk about that. Jimmy, you're still plugging away at Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Yeah, um, I finished TNG, so. You finished talk TNG, we definitely have to talk about that. Um, Dan, yeah, you. Returnal you, talk. Yeah, we could definitely Eternal. talk some fucking Returnal. And um, and we'll be, we'll, oh, we didn't even talk about Moon Knight. So we'll, we'll do Moon Knight episode one and two next week. Yeah, sweet. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about all that shit. But um, until then, I just want to say thank you for watching. Uh, please leave us five stars anywhere you're listening. Or if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Um, but until next time, that's going to do it for us. So thanks for watching. I'm your host, Jordan Dante. And joining me... Dan, you want to go first? <laughs> big, big D. Danny D. Big D. Big D, Danny D. And me, I'm Jim. Peace out, guys. Peace, Jordan. Peace, Dan. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good one, guys.